Welcome to the International Family Church Podcast. We're so excited for our new mandate for 2020, the courage to grow. 2020 is gonna be an incredible year, but as Pastor Jonathan Del Turco reminded us, it's gonna take work to make growth happen. What are some areas you wanna grow in this year? Here are just a few opportunities. We've just introduced two brand new classes, our Fresh Start class and our Healing class. Fresh Start is a class for all those who are new in their walk with God. It'll meet every Sunday during the 10 a.m. service and our Healing class, which will meet during the 1130 service. Both classes will be meeting in the Fresh Start room on the first floor. On March 13th, our young adult group, YNG, is meeting once again. YNG meets the second Friday of the month at IFC. If you're between the ages of 18 and 35, join us for an amazing time of worship and a message from our YNG director, Jason Ferreira. Spending time in God's presence changes us. When we spend time worshiping God, it puts our dependence on Him and not ourselves. Come join us March 22nd for an extended time of worship. We're expecting God to do great things for you and your family. During our 21 days of prayer and fasting, we met each Friday evening to pray as a congregation. We'll join together again at Family Prayer Night Friday, March 27th. For more information on these and other opportunities, please visit our app or intlfamilychurch.com. Now here's part five of The Courage to Grow. Are you ready for God's Word? You didn't sound too convinced, are you? At least you didn't convince me. Are you ready for God's Word today? There you go. Come on, let's be partners in faith today. Father, thank you for this privilege that we have of ministering the Word of God today. Thank you as we study, as we open up our hearts, as we read these verses, as we challenge, Lord, our lives. We thank you that, that you're here today. And, and you do have a miracle in store for us. And you, you do the impossible in our lives. So we continually put our trust in you. And we believe, God, God Father, that your, your word will, will fall on good ground today in a heart that's hungry, a heart with high expectation. And we believe it'll produce great fruit, answer our questions, meet every need. We thank you for it. What a privilege and honor to do what we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is our final part, part five in our series, The Courage to Grow. And uh, this has been, uh, as you know, is and continues to be our mandate this year for 2020, The Courage to Grow. So we want to encourage you all year long to take that next step in your walk with God. Take that next step in your life to make sure that we, are, we have the mindset, a growth mindset this year, not a comfort mindset, but a growth mindset that we're always growing and becoming better in every area of our lives. How many would agree with that? Amen. I'm so excited about watching all of us together grow in God. Today is our last part, and uh, I would encourage you, I don't have time to review, I would encourage you to get on our website, intlfamilychurch.com. If you've never visited our website, website you need to, or our, our app um, and on, our, on your phone. and it, it, There's great resources there that'll be a great benefit to you. And you can get all these previous messages on intlfamilychurch.com and uh, go to the media section. It's all archived. Catch up with us and remind yourself of what we've been dealing with the last few weeks. Today, I want to talk to you about having the courage to be exceptional and not ordinary. To be exceptional and not ordinary. Here's our big takeaway. Here's the one main truth I want you to go home with today. 
We're going to unpack this today. Until you've been exposed to your options, you are destined to think like you've always thought and have what you've always had. That's a mouthful right there. And uh, I really believe it's going to help you. Again, until you've been exposed to your options, you are destined to think like you've always thought and have what you've always had. I believe one of the keys to exceptional is exposure. Exposure. See, in fact, I believe that exposure is the key to everything in life. Exposure. There are many people today, in fact, a, a majority of people today, that will never reach their highest and best because they, were, have, they have never been exposed to their options. They only know one way. They've only experienced one way in their neighborhood, one way in their family, one way of thinking, one, one, a few options because of, of how, what their environment was like when they, when they grew up. And so I, I know this firsthand because Vern and I learned one of the greatest keys to our life in ministry um, has been to be, you know, when God took us out of a very small, narrow-minded world and exposed us to something bigger. It was in that exposure to something different, something bigger, something fresh. It was in that exposure that actually created um, the very DNA that have birthed International Family Church. It's being willing to be exposed. It's being willing to realize there's a big world out there. There's a lot of understanding out there that many of us lack, not because we're bad people, it just lacks because we've never known our options. We've never understood the love of God. We never realized we were destined for a purpose. We never realized that God's a healer and God wants us well and God wants us prosperous and, and God wants to expand our world and, and enlarge our circle of love and recognize that there are so many people that, that we need to receive into our lives with so much experience and understanding. Please listen very carefully for what I'm about to say. You are much more than you think you are. You are much more than you think you are. In fact, turn your neighbor and say that. You are much more than you think you are. Come on, tell them that. That's not a, that's not a frivolous statement. That's a very powerful statement today. I'm not suggesting that what you have is inferior because it's not. You are amazing. But let me tell you something. But there's more that God has for you. You got to know that, right? There's more that God has for you. God has destined you to think on levels and in dimensions in him. He wants you to think on a larger scale. But if we're not willing to be expanded, if we're not willing to grow, if we don't have the courage to grow, we are destined to be stuck with where we are, knowing that there's so much more available to us if we were just willing. The Bible tells us, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What that simply means is, you can't live anywhere your thoughts can't connect to. Right? You might want a better life. You might want a better marriage. You might want to start all over again. You might want to dream again. You might want to be set free once and for all from all the abuse and rejection of your past. You might want that, but if your thoughts don't connect to it, you'll never live it. You will never rise above your level of illumination and revelation. 
Every breakthrough in my life has come because of a revelation I did not know. It came because I was willing to learn. I was willing to understand there might be a better way than how I'm doing life right now. There might be a better way than the way I'm loving my wife right now. There might be a better way than I'm loving my husband right now. There might be a better way than I'm raising my kids right now. There might be a better way of handling my money than how I'm handling my money right now. Amen. This is God's plan. His plan is for you to be exceptional and not ordinary. So for me to live on another level, I have to have insight, understanding, and exposure of another level. I was told 30 years ago that as a white man, I would never be able to pastor a black man. That was somebody else's revelation. It was not my revelation. I didn't receive that revelation because God had already exposed me to another level of thinking. God already exposed me to another way of doing things. Amen. And while one person might think, well, I got to stick to my own, when God thinks, hey, he wants this thing international. He wants this thing breaking out. There's no reason why we can't have God's highest and best. It's just the level of your thoughts. God already changed my exposure. He changed my level of thinking to something broader, something bigger, not so limiting. Am I in the right room already? Come on. Say the word exposure, exposure. Say, I need to be willing to be exposed to something new, bigger, and different. We need this today. We absolutely must recognize that God's plan for us is so much bigger than what we're thinking right now. I love John Mason, his, his quote. This is so good. We are all born originals, but most of us die copies. Why is that? Why is that? Every one of us are born with the breath of God, with, the, with unlimited potential, with such purpose and destiny, but yet when we die, we all die copies. Amen, that just can't be. Why is that? Well, one of the reasons why is because there's so much pressure to be ordinary. There's so much pressure to be ordinary. There's a world of difference between exceptional and ordinary. And we are surrounded by an abundance of ordinary. In our families, ordinary. In our neighborhoods, ordinary. In our nation, ordinary. In our churches, ordinary in our friendships, ordinary. We're surrounded by ordinary, right? And the problem with ordinary is there's so much pressure attached to it to stay that way. Ordinary means this, lacking special distinction, rank or status, commonly encountered average. Does that sound like a child of God to you? Does that sound like who you should be? Does that sound like God's plan for you? Absolutely not. God never called us to ordinary. To be ordinary means you fit. It means no one excels above another. My first exposure um, to really understanding this principle actually came from my first time when I went crabbing. What? Yeah, first time I went crabbing. I've never been crabbing. Most people in this room have never been crabbing. We had some smart aleck in the first service said, I've been crabbing. <laughs> and maybe you have been crabbing. I never 
have been crabbing. And so the morning we woke up early, this person I was going to was very passionate about crabbing and eating crabs. So I thought, well, for sure, we're going to have a great experience. And so I checked out what he had. He had, he had the bait, he had the net, and he had the five-gallon bucket, and he had no lid. And I thought, hey, you forgot the lid. And he said, no, no, I didn't forget the lid. And that's all he said. Off we went to our spot, his favorite spot to go crabbing. Out went the bait. Here comes crab number one, right? The net came out. Crab was caught, put in the bucket. And he said, keep an eye on that crab. I said, why? Because the crab's going to try to escape. And so every so often, I had to kick the bucket to make sure that the crab fell back down. He says, I said, how long do I have to do this? He said, until we catch a second one. I thought, what? Until we catch a second one. Once the second one came in, there was no need for a lid. There was no need to bang the side because as soon as one tried to get to the top, the other one grabbed him and pulled him back down. And I've learned a very valuable lesson to make sure that I go through life and I'm not crabby. Right? There's no room in this world for crabby people. What's a crabby person? Is a person who sees someone trying to excel, and we said, oh, no, 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 no. You're just like me. And we pull them back down to ordinary. Wow, we can learn a lot from crabs, can't we? So you got to make sure today, I'm not going to be a crab in life. I'm not going to be that person that's jealous because somebody else succeeds, or somebody else excels, or somebody else gets a promotion, or somebody else gets married. <clears throat> what did I say? <clears throat> wow. Did I just say that? Right? So we have to be very careful today to make sure that we are not those people. People who know they can be exceptional, listen, will forfeit exceptional and be ordinary so they can have friends. You got the wrong set of friends. If you got to compromise your life to have friends, right, in order to have friends, you have never met the right group of friends. Wow. Exceptional people are where? Why? Because the root word of exceptional is accept. Everyone except him. Everyone except her. Few people want to be the exception. Amen. Exceptional means surpassing what is common or usual or expected. Wow. Amen. See, it's exceptional takes you to greatness, but it's definitely a road less traveled. And the problem with ordinary is that ordinary is the easiest, most traveled road. Amen. But the thing about ordinary is this. Nobody writes about ordinary. Nobody talks about ordinary. Nobody honors ordinary. Nobody celebrates ordinary. Nobody remembers ordinary. The boss doesn't get up and the CEO of the company doesn't get up and say, we want to honor the most ordinary person in our company today. No. Right? Nobody is remembering ordinary, the ordinary athlete of the year. No, no, no. Nobody honors ordinary. But yet, why is it that there's so much of it? Wow. The only thing you have to do to not be exceptional is just be ordinary. And one of the keys to ordinary is indifference. Who cares? So what? Whatever. Ever heard those terms? Ever say those terms? That's the language of the ordinary. That's the vocabulary of the ordinary. Don't ever let 
whatever come out of your mouth with that kind of attitude. Don't let your teens get away with that. Don't let your kids get away with that. Oh, whatever, dad, you know, or whatever. You know, that is, that's the language of the ordinary. We're not ordinary. Amen. So we shouldn't speak ordinary language. We shouldn't open the door to having these indifferent ideas and and, and indifference is a a huge destructive force in people's lives. And because of indifference, so many people don't live life to the fullest. Many never learn to care deeply because people who are indifferent do not care. And God cannot use people who do not care. Now, I get we might go through seasons where we don't care. We've been beat up so bad. We've been overwhelmed. We've been, we, we're, we're tired. We're worn out. I get it. We can get to seasons where we just don't care. We don't care about life. We don't care about ourselves. We don't care about others. I get it. But we should never be stuck there. Don't ever be stuck in I don't care because God can't use I don't care people. Amen. And you want to be used, but you got to care. You got to have a passion. You have to have a desire. Amen. And let me tell you something. Over 44 years, almost 44 years of ministry, there's been plenty of opportunities for me not to care. Plenty of words spoken over me. Plenty of people stabbed me in the back. Plenty of people taking advantage of somebody's kindness. Every pastor, every believer has the war stories. I don't share a lot of those war stories, but I've got them just like the next person does. But I choose not to major on my war stories. I choose not to major on, on the part that tries to tear us down of all the crabs that have come into my life. No, 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 right? I refuse to allow indifference to stop us from watching God do amazing things and exceptional people that I'm looking at right here at International Family Church today. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. See, never give up and settle. There's never an excuse for the child of God to be full of apathy or indifference or complacency. Amen. Never be indifferent about your destiny. Never be indifferent about your purpose. The day you become indifferent about your purpose is the day you start selling that destiny for something else that pales in comparison to God's exceptional plan for your life. So many people sell out. Don't be a sellout. We sell out and we compromise our our relationships with our boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands and wives and and how we pay our taxes and how we live our lives and and the honesty and character that we have. Don't be a sellout. Amen. We need to recognize that God has called us to be exceptional. Here's what I know. I want to challenge you today with four things I know about exceptional people. Are you ready? All right. Number one, exceptional people have exceptional battles and perseverance. Exceptional people have exceptional battles and perseverance. You cannot be exceptional and have ordinary battles. Ordinary people have ordinary battles. Exceptional people have exceptional battles. 1 Peter 4.12 tells us, Something very important is, beloved, do not be amazed and bewildered at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test your quality as though something strange, unusual, and alien to you and your position were befalling you. That's half the battle of life right there. 
is to make sure you understand. And so here it is, the word of God's warning us. Man, you're gonna, you wanna be exceptional? You wanna have high quality in your life? Then don't be surprised when battles come your way, fiery ordeals, right? Temptations, tests, and trials. Don't be surprised. But what do we do? When battles come our way, what happens? Huh, we're surprised. We're shocked. Like, where'd that come from? I don't deserve this. Why is this happening? See, battles don't come just because you do something wrong. Most of your battles come because you're doing something right. Change the way you think. Oh, you know when you did something wrong. You know when, man, you've been in a bad season and it's no surprise that the seeds you sow have come to harvest. Uh, we get that. But most of our fiery ordeals come because we're wanting to walk in quality. We're wanting to be exceptional. We're wanting to be exceptional parents and, 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 and spouses and raise exceptional children and, and be exceptional grandparents and have exceptional grandchildren and friendships and, and, and businesses and churches and so forth. Yes, we all do. We gotta understand something, don't be shocked. Why? Because exceptional people will have exceptional battles. Well, that doesn't encourage me, Pastor. Well, there you go. You're focusing on the battle. Again, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Every one of us are going to go through battles. If I'm going to go through a battle, I might as well do it being exceptional and not just being ordinary. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. Exceptional people don't know how to quit. Quitting is not an option for exceptional people. Doesn't mean we're not tempted to. Proverbs 24, 16 says what? says, a righteous person may fall seven times, but what happens to him? What happens to her? He what? He gets up again, right? Another translation of the same verse says this. It says, no matter how many times you trip them up, God loyal people don't stay down long. <laughs> Doesn't mean we don't fall down, but we get back up. Micah said what? Though I fall seven times, when I fall, what happens? I will arise. So you're going to fall, but don't stay down. You don't, you don't drown because you fell down. You drown because you stayed in the water, not because you fell in the water, right? we got to stand back up. Exceptional people don't know how to quit. Exceptional people have a certain perseverance and a steadfastness that says, not today, devil right? It might work with somebody else, but that stuff's not going to work with me, right? Because I know who I am and I know who lives on the inside of me. Listen, ordinary people, they don't care enough to keep fighting. They don't care enough to persevere. They just don't care. Now, here's something very important. Everyone has the potential to be exceptional. How many believe that? Everyone have the potential to be exceptional, but whether you actually become exceptional depends on how you handle your battles, your temptations, your dark, lonely seasons, your hurts and disappointments. I've had them all. I've had the battles. I've had the temptations. I've had the dark, lonely seasons. I've had the hurts and the disappointments. How many have had a few of those in your life? Exactly. But guess what? The way we handle those will determine whether or not you'll get stuck there or you'll be able to stand back up and say, no, I'm exceptional. God's spirit lives in me. God's word's alive in me. I've got
got a destiny to fulfill. I've got a purpose to accomplish. There's no way I'm going to allow this battle, this temptation, this dark season, these hurts, these disappointments. There's no way I'm letting them define me. Not today and not tomorrow and not ever in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Praise him today. Amen. See, I've never met exceptional, an exceptional person that wasn't surrounded by hundreds of ordinary people. Right? I mean, we're outnumbered, exceptional people. We're totally outnumbered because the great majority of, uh, of people around us are ordinary. I heard it put this way. I'm having a hard time soaring like an eagle because I'm so surrounded by so many turkeys. <laughs> right? Don't be a turkey. If I tell your neighbor, don't be a turkey. Turkeys make a bunch of noise, don't they? They can't do very much. They can't fly very far. They taste real good, but that's, a, that's their destiny. <laughs> On my plate, right? So don't be a turkey. You got to be exceptional and realize that's the eagle that soars, the exceptional person, praise God, who does that. Psalm 56 verse 9 says, the very day I called for help, the tide of the battle turns. My enemies flee. This one thing I know, God is for me. What a great verse of scripture. Amen. Man, that's a verse of scripture worthy of being on your refrigerator, worthy of your mirror in your bathroom, because that's what exceptional people do. The second thing I know about exceptional people is exceptional people have exceptional values and convictions. Mm. You cannot be exceptional and live like everybody else. My dad said all over and over to me growing up. He said, Jonathan, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. It takes courage to be exceptional. Exceptional people know the difference between conviction and preference. Here, let's define them. What's a conviction? A conviction is non-negotiable. It doesn't change over time. It's the more pressure applied, the deeper your conviction becomes. What's a preference? It's negotiable. It does change over time. And it can be compromised. Wow. Let's go back to conviction. See, a conviction is so important that you understand that a conviction just does not change. doesn't matter what society says. What's the word say? doesn't matter what everybody else says. What's the word say? It's a conviction based on God's word. It's based on God's plan. It's based on God's purpose. And you know what? The unique thing about a conviction is you put pressure on it, and guess what? It just goes deeper. It just goes deeper in the ground. The conviction that God heals everybody. That's a conviction. The, the, the will of God, in every it's God's will for everyone to be saved. It's God's will for everyone to be healed. It's God's will for everyone to prosper. I didn't say you should be a millionaire, but you should prosper in God as a tither and offering giver. It's God's will that you open up your heart. You know, I've heard people say all the time, ah, you got to stick with your own kind. Who says? God didn't say that. There's not a an Italian section in heaven. There's not a Polish section in heaven. There's not an African section in heaven, right? There's not a Brazilian section in heaven, right? There should be an Italian section because we're so loud, <laughs> right? We'll put them in the backside of, the, of heaven, right? But you want to eat our food, right? So, um, so we understand, man, we're all together in this, right? So we need to see this, our conviction-based, 
or are you preference-based? Go back to preference. You live a negotiable life. Things change over time, and what you believe can be compromised. I, I believe that it's okay to have a preference whether, whether you like meat sauce or marinara sauce. It's a preference, right? I'm Italian. That's my examples. What can I say? And I'm probably getting hungry. It's a preference. You drive a Mercedes or you drive a BMW. It's a preference. I like red or I like blue. So when it comes to those kind of choices, it's no big deal. Have your preferences. But when it comes to how you live your life, how you raise your kids, how you love your spouse, how you pay your bills, how you serve God, how you live in your honesty and your character. You cannot live based on preferences. You've got to live based on convictions. Amen. Amen. I mean, I can go on and on about this. Conviction or a preference, being a follower of Christ. Is that a conviction? Or is that a preference to something you think better comes along? Is this your church? Conviction or a preference till something better starts? Is this a, attending regularly? Is it a, a, a conviction or a present? A, pre, a preference. Tithing? Is it a conviction or a preference? Right? You can see how this works, can you? Being on time. Oh, yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> Being on time. Is it a conviction or a preference? I bet at work it's a conviction. Oftentimes for some of you, going to church is a preference. I'm, I'm just telling the truth today. Amen. Everybody say, I love my pastor. You want to get to heaven, you got to love me. You might not like what I say, but you still got to love me. Amen. I bet you don't tell your boss, I wanted to sleep in a little bit today. No, no, no. He's going to say, well, excuse me? Yeah, you're going to be on the unemployment line. Why can't we have the same kind of conviction to be on church on time? Oh, I get stuff happens. Please don't, 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 don't get all uptight on me here today. Amen. Living a life of honor, marriage, family, Christian testimony, how you handle your money, conviction or preference? Oh, number three. You got to move on. Number three, exceptional people have exceptional partnership and teamwork. Exceptional partnership and teamwork. There's a big difference between friendships and partnerships. They're not the same. Friendships are created out of similarities, common interests. We all need friendships. We all need people that like similar things and have similar hobbies and like similar restaurants and similar taste and style and so forth. But partnerships are created out of differences. Differences. Listen very carefully. In order for IFC to be an exceptional church, we need to forge partnerships with people who have different giftings, different backgrounds, different experiences, amen, all willing to expose those differences under one heavenly vision that we love and support. Amen. See, I believe that the reason why we can be great. And the reason why IFC is exceptional, look at all the differences around us. Amen. See, on our team, our leadership team, we don't have one yes man or yes woman on our team. We celebrate our differences. We celebrate our differences under one heavenly vision. At the end of the day, it's the vision that stands. At the end of the day, it's God's plan and purpose. Amen. But there are many ways to get there. 
If you want to have a life that's full, well-rounded and growing, you can't just have friends. It doesn't mean your partners can't be your friends, but you need people in your life that think differently than you. My wife and I think very different. Oh, my. You name the subject, we think differently about it. But let me tell you something. It's the differences that make our marriage amazing. It's not our similarities. It's not what we have in common. Oh, it's fun that we have so many things in common. But what makes our marriage exceptional is the fact that our differences don't divide us. Our differences under the love of God, filtered through God's love and God's perspective, makes the super glue that keeps the Del Turco marriage strong. Amen. What's the number one reason why people get divorced? Irreconcilable differences, right? There are differences. They majored on their differences. There was no way to have agreement on those differences. Sometimes there can't be, but sometimes we need to realize that there are certain things that our differences in love blends us together. My wife and I, because of our differences, we are, we've never been stronger. We've never been better. Amen? Because differences, our partnership together makes this thing amazing. Am I in the right room today? Amen. See, what separates great marriages from mediocre marriages is how we handle our differences. Last but not least, the fourth thing about exceptional people I know is exceptional people have an exceptional lifestyle of generosity. Exceptional lifestyle of generosity. Amen. They live to give. The true mark of maturity is a generous heart. It's not just about you. They view their opportunities to give as investments, not obligations. Proverbs 11, 24, and 25, what a great verse of Scripture. You know, it's one of my favorites. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the exceptional gets larger and larger. And the world of the stingy or the ordinary gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are blessed. Oh, thank God for that today. I don't know about you, but I want to be a generous people. I want to be a generous person. And what I know about exceptional people, man, they give it all away. They love to give. They love to help somebody else. They love to be a blessing. Like we talked about last week, they love adding value to people's lives. They enjoy being in God's presence. Amen. And what was our big takeaway? Let's close right there today. Our big takeaway, until you've been exposed to your options, you are destined to think like you've always thought, and you will always have what you've always had, right? Amen. I want you to know today, in Christ, there's a better tomorrow. In Christ, you're not stuck with only one option. In Christ, there's a better way. In Christ, there is always a solution. Amen. Exceptional people never settle. They don't settle for defeat. They don't settle for ordinary. They don't settle for lack. They don't settle to stay sick. They don't settle to have a mediocre life and marriage and children. Absolutely not. Because we realize that we are children of the Most High God. And God knows how to help us blossom and be God's best in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you learn something today? Before I pray, I want you to understand there's, there's something we've provided for you called life groups. Life groups are an opportunity to be exposed to your options. I would encourage you as 
we are launching our life group season upstairs in the cafe. Will you take 10 minutes of your time and go walk around and meet some wonderful people that, that they, they felt like because they've been exposed to God's word, God's plan, a hobby, an interest, something that they love. Man, they want to share that with others. And I believe that that only helps you when you understand your option about how to get out of debt or your option on how to have a better marriage or your option on how to study God's word and your option on how to be healed or how to walk in God's highest and best. And so I, that's why we love life groups because I believe it'll help expose you to your options and expose you to people that are ready to serve you and, and be a great blessing to you so you can add your part to this and all of us continue to grow. And it's so much better to what? To be exceptional with other exceptional people, right? You just have not met exceptional people yet. Man, there are plenty of exceptional people, people that are willing to do it God's way, willing to grow and realize we're not perfect. We haven't arrived, but we truly want to do it God's way and not the ordinary way in Jesus' name. Come on, stand to your feet with me today. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, we bless you today. Come on, raise those hands towards heaven. Father, I bless this congregation today. I thank you for our desire, Lord, to continue to stretch ourselves and to continually have the courage to grow. I speak courage into every man and woman and young adult's heart right now. Courage to grow. Courage to, to be exposed to God's plan and God's word and God's purpose for our lives. I pray, Father God, that none of us will stay stuck, that none of us will stay ordinary, that none of us will allow ourselves to just kind of kind of blend in into the sea of vanillaness. It's not going to happen. We truly believe, Father God, that you are a God that wants us to excel and be exceptional and stand out for Christ because Jesus shed blood enables us to live exceptional lives and resist ordinary everyday comfort lives. That's not what you came and died for, Jesus. You came so that we could be set free, be forgiven from our sins, and live a life full of God's purpose and plan. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you today. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.